Welcome to Honest Conversations, the show that isn't entirely honest, to be honest. Oh, um, well, honesty is the second best policy, I always say. If you can get away with it, try that one first. And then if confronted, maybe you have to be honest, but only in the final analysis. What do you think? Oh, it's Daniel Confino and Sarah Sharman, and we pretend to discuss difficult subjects in a transparent, open and practical way, hopefully with some humour. Let's see how we do today. Sarah. Daniel, thank you for joining me again for another show. Did you enjoy your lunch? I did have a, have a lovely lunch. Do you think you tried something new today? I did, actually. Yeah? Yes. What was new? A jackfruit burger. Yeah. Down with all the vegan kids. And what tempted you to stray from the tried and trusted path of beef? To jackfruit. Well, I know what beef tastes like, and I thought actually I've not taste I've not tried jackfruit in this fake meaty way, mm. and I was actually surprised by it. And this is the whole thing about veggie and vegan is something with a bit of bite, right? Mm. They've got not got that many choices. There's aubergine. Yeah. There's jackfruit. Yeah. And mushroom mushrooms sometimes. Yeah. Mm. Things with a bit of resistance. Yeah. So after all, we do have a set of gnashers yeah. that were designed yeah. for meat. Yeah. And they enjoy mm. getting sinking their teeth into some. I mean, you know, I've always done it during sex, actually. Um, I mean, not never drawn blood, of course. But I was going to say, you're <laughs> sinking your teeth in. <laughs> but you know, something to get your teeth into. Okay. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you know. Get some paturity glands going. Yeah, you know, I'm always looking for things the you know consistency of um, you know other fleshy parts. Okay. So if I ever see you feeling someone's arm or that inner thigh, you're actually thinking, I can sink my teeth into that later. Mm. <laughs> I think that was a Woody Allen comment originally I got that from. Oh, okay. Not Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> no, it's the sort of thing he would have said, you know. <laughs> when she said, do you think my ass looks big in this? Mm. He'd have said something like, I like something to sink my teeth into. Oh. As a way of making her feel better. Yeah. Oh, well, what do you think? Doing. Yeah, that works. Hmm? And Kim, if you're available, I'm happy to leave a full set of dentures in yours. I should probably sue you for that. Oh dear. Oh. She has made a whole career out of having a large arse, hasn't she? Yeah. And she's rehabilitated the large arse. Oh. I mean, you know, it wasn't so acceptable until she came along. Yes. Yeah. It wasn't. No. You know, in fact, the whole curvy, worthy thing is, you know, curvy is part of it. Now, <laughs> when I asked you if you'd done something new for lunch today, it's because. I wanted to explore comfort zones. Yes. And not being, because it has to start with not, doesn't it? Yes, it Not does. being adventurous. Yeah. You know, are there some people who already, even at a tender young age, have decided to hang up their adventure boots mm. and just spend the rest of their life in their bedroom slippers of comfort? Yeah. Or are they still looking at that muddy pair of boots yeah. that have been, you know, well-traveled and have many adventures yet? To to experience, and that is the question for you today. Are you the bedroom slipper type? You know, are you the henpecked husband who's been taught to take off his shoes on crossing the threshold, put on your yeah. slippers, yeah. and be incredibly polite and wait for your wife to initiate sex? Or are you the gorilla yeah. who marches into the house, mm. expect everyone to fawn over you, and if you do have to wear your slippers, they are laid out, and somebody helps you off with your shoes? And by the time you've got your slippers on, there's a hot mug of tea or something more alcoholic in your hand. Mm. With soothing questions like, do you have a good day at the office, dear? What do you think? Um, do you like the image? I do like I've the created? image. But then you just want someone to, you know, not a hot mug of tea or anything. You do want that bit of brandy or whiskey in there. You say, actually, don't bother putting your slippers on. We're going back out. What? Why? What's going on? Do you know what I call it, other than being adventurous? Yeah, no, I don't. Forced fun. Forced fun. Yes, I say that to one of my brothers quite a lot. I'm like, get here now. I'm going, you are having forced fun. And he chuckles. He's like, <laughs> being made to do can you, this. Can you define forced fun for anyone that may be less familiar with the term, like me? Well... 
it's when something. I mean, let's put it this way: is, I know what fun is. Yeah. And I sort of know what forced is. How do the two connect? Well, you know, when someone's a bit reluctant to join in a game or an outing, you think, well, I know you're going to enjoy this, but you're busy doing emails or fixing <sighs> something in the garage. No, come and join us and have <laughs> forced fun. So, Are you successful at persuading people to put down whatever they're doing and, and come out and join you? I think at this time, I will put my hands up and say, this is when I guilt trip them, Daniel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can believe that. I can so believe that. Because I get a bit stroppy when people don't want to join in the fun. Mm. I mean, it's no, probably no, no. not a good... Let's do a role play. I'm going to be your brother. Your brother, you were thinking of? Yeah. Okay, you start. Hey, I'm doing this with the kids and we no, love... no, not doing this i want a proper role play what are you doing oh we're just setting up this game do you want to join in um, i'm pretty busy as you can see come on you've been doing that for ages just yeah well you know i've got a lot of bills to pay right do not i mean it, look we're joining in is, it, out, is it outside no it's indoors it's happening in the front room so just drop everything everyone come to the front room there's no excuses everyone in there in the next five seconds is that the best you can do this is you it. Just kind of put a fake timer on it. Yes. And then you do five, four, is that what you do? And then I'm dealing out the cards. Three. Okay, pick your piece, we're playing. Okay, Let, let's work on that because you could do so much better, Sarah. Okay. So you've got somebody who's, you know, reluctant. Yeah. Occupied with something else and you want to break them from that. Yeah. What do you do? Suppose I'm on my laptop. Yeah. What do you do? I turn the screen off. Or you close it or something. Yeah. You do something demonstrative. Yeah. If I've got a book. Take it off them. And close it. Yeah. Or a newspaper. Rip it up. <laughs> you basically have to show that you mean business. Yeah. But you have to do it whilst the soothing words are pronounced. Or soothing So you're shutting the screen, disconnecting the power, I don't know, whatever it is you're doing, that thing. Yeah. While saying... Something nice. Mm. Now, what's the nicest thing you could say? Come on, Richard. It's never the same. Without you. Yes, you could make it so much better. Yeah. Everyone loves it when you, you know. Yeah. Something. And I do get to that part as well, actually. I knew you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It just takes I a just, while. I, I just, the hard sell first. No, no. You've already blown it by the time you've not achieved it. And then no one will believe the nice stuff. Right. I mean, you know, you're by then you're Vladimir Putin and, you know, they're not going to accept any ceasefire terms. And that's where I hold my hands up and just say, okay, I'll take the blame and walk away. And you know you want to. You know you want to. You know, there's a great scene in The Good, The Bad and The Ugly. Yeah. Is it that one or one of the three? You know? Okay. One of the three. There's um, For a Fistful of Dollars, um, The Good, The Bad and The Ugly and, and another one. Right. Anyway, Clint is, is there with his not very impressive horse and three Mexican-type banditos mm. um, mocking him and his horse, you know. Yeah. And so he turns to them chewing his cheroot cigar. Oh. I've actually been to the place where they sell those cigars in America. Well, have you? Yeah. It's kind of like an old, you know, tobacco place. Anyway, and he says to the three Mexicans, you see, my mule don't take kindly to your comments. Mm. Now, he doesn't involve himself in this, it's his mule. Yeah. If you'd just like to apologise, and then these are the words that really make the difference. Like I know you're going to. So it's the like I know you're going to. Yeah. That are just so powerful. So if you turn to your brother Richard and say, Richard, it's never the same without you. You, you know, join us. Mm. Like I know you want to. Yeah. Like I know you're going to. Yeah. And if he doesn't, you just shoot him dead with your oh. with your forty five, yeah. <laughs> like Clint would have. Yeah, yeah, it's a good idea. I mean, he's dropped the three of them before they've even managed to get their guns out of the holster. Mm. You know, and then just squints a little bit and blows yeah. a bit of smoke. I oh, know the, the cigarettes never lit. The cheroots never lit, is it? You just choose it, right? That's true. It's just placed yeah. there. It's just there. Yeah, mm. yeah. So, I think you could come up with a form of words that just was far more persuasive if you want someone to, you know, be um, encouraged to get out of the, the, the sort of the mindset that they're in where they're sort of stuck. Yeah. So if you, if you say things like, don't be a stick in the mud, yeah. don't be a stick in the mud, you know, don't ruin everyone's farm, you know. Oh, yeah, no, never put a negative no, spin on things. Never be the same without you. Yeah. Um, 
these are some of the best days of our life. Yeah. Kids are always going to remember you for this. That's it. You know, that's a slight guilt trip. You could use that because you like guilt tripping. Not that I like. I just fall I mean, like when you ring habit. my wife to say, "Why isn't Daniel talking to me?" You know. Oh. Yeah, that's really effective. It makes me want to come around here and kill you. Oh, it's because I'm so sad. I did come around here today. I think you know, I, I could either do three recordings or kill her, and then I realise you're only on the third floor. Um, <laughs> And you're dead by the time you get up here. <laughs> yeah, so I was going to put on my stilettos and make sure that <laughs> a better way. <laughs> Light some candles. <laughs> well, look, um, we better take a gasper and hear some music. trading maths tuition for trigonometry. Mm. That's the word you were looking for, by the way, the angles. Yes. And that he was a mathematician who couldn't do angles and you were an angle grinder who couldn't do maths or yeah, something. exactly. And then what happened? Did this all end happily? Oh, well, this was just the other day. So I said, oh, well, maybe next week we can go out. And then we can do the pool, the axe go in, darts. He said, oh, well, how are you at darts? I was like, I'm a bit of a hustle, baby. I start off a bit rubbish, and then actually I'm throwing bullseyes non-stop. And I thought, this is great. I was like, it's so nice to have something to look forward to. That's adventurous. So, did he agree to any of this? Yes. You've got a date. Well, no, it's with my gay housemate. Oh. <laughs> I was getting excited for you. I know. Well, Daniel, as I say to my mother, don't get excited and don't wait for anything. I can get dates with gays. All day long. So what, what's it like going out with a gay chap? It's great. Well, there's no, you know, no awkwardness. There's lots of affection. There's lots of laughter. Yeah. It's, it's quite wholesome. I mean, Until it's like home time, you go, oh. Okay. When, you, when you've been out with a number of gays, as I know you have, do you, do you find some are more into women than men to talk to? You know, their, their conversation is more attuned. I don't mean gay men. Yeah. I mean women and men in in general. Do you think they, 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 their conversation is more in keeping in tune with um, with the women folk than with men folk in general? No. No. Okay. I think it's just friends just having a laugh as they would whether they were male or female and they could be quite gross or... or you know, it just depends how well you know the person. Right, right. So what, what, what would you consider adventurous? Does it have to involve risk, danger, or just doing something new? Uh, either doing something new or something last minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you done anything adventurous recently? Uh, oh, yes. I took myself out skateboarding the other night, downhill. I was having the time of my life and actually people were stopping to watch me. Thinking there's going to be a terrible accident any minute. 
no, I was looking quite confident. And they're like, they said, oh, you look like you're having fun. Well, I am actually. And I didn't hurt myself. Can you roller skate? I can roller skate, yeah. Not Mm. greatly, but I thought I'll try the, it's actually longboarding if I was being. Longboarding. Yes, yes. And actually it's the longboard that you drove me to the place to pick up I've been using. So it's been a while since I've had it. So I've been slow to to learn, but uh, we all get there in the end, don't we? Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Sometimes you think you want to do something, and then you put it off for ages and ages and ages, and then you think, well, what actually am I waiting for? So yeah, I just went out and did it, watched a few YouTube videos, showed me how to dismount properly, and uh, yeah, bend your knees and off you go. And then I've been looking at outings for my hockey team and I threw in some sensible ones indoor golf what do you call it uh, crazy golf exactly uh, some virtual reality games oh. and then I saw an advert for Lee Valley water sports so I was like girls like water skiing no like white water rafting oh, right. canoeing yeah that's where they built the training ground for our Olympic team isn't yeah. it yeah That's why we did so well for the 2012 one, because we were trained on the actual course. Oh. So our guys were, you know, fully up for it. Yes. And the videos looked crazy. And I thought, this would be an experience, an adventure that they'd remember. So I put it out there. It's a bit pricey. But then I said, oh, we'll be doing it in a few months. So if you need to save, you can put money aside. But it's something to remember. Yeah. I think that's the thing about adventures, whether good or bad, you remember them. Yeah, and memorable things is what it's all about. Mm. I mean, unless unless things are memorable, they're probably just not worth doing. Yeah. I even have to ask myself whether I want fish and chips on a Friday anymore, because in a year's time, I'm not going to remember one from the other, you know. We have fish and chips every Friday. Quite a lot of Fridays. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have to admit that. That's okay. Um, but I've got a, a method of transporting them super hot and fresh. Yes. In my triple deck stainless steel steamer. So the chips go in the base level, which is where the water would go if it used a steamer. Yeah. Uh, and they preheat all this for me. They put it in the warming cabinet, you know, so when they put the fish and chips in. So anyway, the chips go in the base. Then first level goes on with the perforations for the steam to come through. Fish, 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 fish. Third layer, or second layer, um, scampi, saveloys, weird things, um, mushy peas, then lid. And then I get put that in a bag, run back. Um, and by the, yeah, I know. That's the one thing that they've all requested recently. Uh-huh. Because they want their fish and chips hot. And they don't mind me, me being hot and sweaty, you know. Um, Sorry, the fish and chips are hot. So when when I arrive, they just take down the levels, mm. and it's all ready to go, and it never gets sweaty, unlike me. Mm. So there's no wrapping paper, so it's crisp and hot. Whereas I'm hot and sweaty. Yeah. But you know, I think that that basically means that I can pre-salt everything. <laughs> you personally can pre-salt everything. Hang on a minute. Let me just <laughs> drop my head <laughs> over there. <laughs> Listening to you say that, does that mean? Can you be practical and adventurous at the same time? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you can be adventurous in ways that probably don't require you to leave your armchair. I need to think about that. Right. Um, But mostly, I think we're talking about getting out there Mm. and doing something. Yeah. A bit beyond your comfort zone. I remember the first time a friend of mine who knew I liked it, it was a simple cycle, ran to the the Thames Barrier. You know, didn't really do much beyond that. He invited me on a massive cycle in Spain, you know, kind of like 580 kilometers yeah. over a week. And uh, I, I said, no, you know, but then he, you know, he painted it in glowing terms. Yeah. And basically, you know, would, would always think of me as a wuss. Right. If I didn't go. And he had some good mates going, who I also knew. I thought, well, yeah, you know, that's fine. We'll do that then. Yeah. And I, I had the time of my life, and um, I've been on two or three others mm. with that same crowd ever since. Nice. That yeah. is good. I like that. Yeah, and I would never have thought myself capable of doing kind of 80 
hard kilometres a day, you know. Because that's a lot. Yeah, especially when you weigh when I weigh. Mm. In front of you at home, that's 16 stone. Um, so, yes, that, that, and that there's a sense of achievement mm. and a sense of brotherhood and bonding. Yeah. I mean, they say that, you know, the army, serving army groups that have yeah. been under fire together, the, 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 the bonding between them is unbelievable through life. I mean, they'll never be anything. They may not, you know, often in the army, people come from different walks of life and from different educational backgrounds and different interests. And, but, you know, forget all that. Yeah. If you've been under fire together and done things for each other, you know, that, that's an unbreakable bond. And I think it kind of makes the point that, that if, there, if there is risk, if there is danger, hmm. this even goes back to your personal relationships. You know, if you come through that. Yeah. You, not just memorable, which is I think what you said, but certainly memorable, but also something more than that, something unifying, something mm. bonding, something shared and and unknowable to other people who just discuss the latest play at the Young Vic. You know, I mean, yeah, right, that's nice, but yeah. unless you know somebody beat you up when you came out the Young Vic and you had to intervene, you yeah, know, it really doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah. Well, look, um, Sarah, I think maybe you could save me with some music. Okay. We are Spectrum on Air. Come into the sumptuous world of advertisements, programs and shows that are delightfully curated for the discerning listener, covered in enticing subjects, including dark, rich, delicious digital marketing... <laughs> Sorry, I got a bit carried away there. You're listening to Spectrum on Air. Back, Back to the... The future. <laughs> Back to the conversation. <laughs> oh, aren't we the adventurous type doing things at the oh, same time? Yes, I, I thought, you know, if there's a bit of life-threatening stuff that can be injected into um, the conversation... Mm then um, so much the better. You know, so if you've just been to see a play, yeah. sat in a nice seat, you know, clapped politely at the end yeah. and shuffled off like everyone else trying to sound knowledgeable you know, mm-hmm. in, in the anonymous queue. Why people want to sound knowledgeable when they're going to... They're surrounded by people that never meet again. Yeah. I don't know. I, I always know. wear my objectionable shirts when I go to the theatre so that people have to look at them. You know, I've got one with ants on it. Right. With occasional... They're black ants with... Red Ant. You've seen it, haven't I've you? I've seen it, yeah. Yeah. And then there's another one with pictures of the Queen. Oh, the stamp one. Yeah, the stamp one. And then all the values on the stamp are 69, which I didn't think was appropriate mm. for Madge, you know. But then it was done by a French company. And, you know, Soissons Neuf is an important number for the French. Mm. Um, and, um, yeah, I have a few other shirts that look like I had an accident in a curry shop. Uh-oh. Um, Which you wear with your brown clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, you leave and it's all a bit sort of epidermal, isn't it? You know, you go home, maybe get a taxi, maybe get a tube or something. And, you know, yeah, you have a little chat about it. Yeah. Maybe you keep the programme and, you know, a year later you can remind yourself. You're not hanging about in the bar afterwards? Not generally afterwards. You, you do the interval drinks. Oh, then you need to stay for the after-show drink. Oh, well, I'm not in that crowd, unlike Joshua, who's in with all these top actors. You don't need to be in that crowd, especially if you at the young Vic, just nip over to the old Vic, because they've got the late night bar there. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm, definitely. But I'm saying that you need to have some jeopardy, mm. some danger. Yeah. Some, you know, something that, when you get home, she just wants to, you know, there's that great scene in, um, in Casino Royale, you know, the Bond film. Do you remember the first of the Daniel Craig mm-hmm. films where he's been through some hell? I think it's when his car gets turned over. He has to inject himself to save his life. And then he goes in the car and has to, and it spins over endless times. And when he gets back, um, he just sinks into the shower with the beautiful girl. You know, so easily done. And I mean, and, and they have this great bonding moment. Well, bonding, actually. <laughs> <laughs> inadvertent pun there. But, yeah, you know, because she knows that, you know, he's been through absolute hell and yeah. has survived. Mm. And you'd like to think when your man comes back from the wars, you know, yeah. has survived some hell on earth. Right. But, but the, you know, the woman, the, the, the 
his partner, whatever that means these days. Yeah. Without repeating large chunks of the alphabet, which I'm not going to do. <laughs> um, starting with L. <laughs> um, that, you know, that, that's, there's that intense moment, isn't there? Yeah. And what's the first thing they, these, these couples do when he comes back from the wars, assuming he didn't get his cock shot off? Which is the subject of a song, isn't it? What, cock shot off? <laughs> Maybe when or was the, it a tongue twister? <laughs> there's a song, um, what's his name? There's a country singer who, who's obviously not quite the man he was before he went to war. I can't remember the song. But don't they come in with a drink for them and then walk seductively towards the bedroom slash bathroom? I always thought that, that, that the woman would make a meal for the chap when he came back and um, and be wearing a, a, an apron. Right. And when she turned around to face the cook, he realised that, realized that that's all she was wearing. Okay. You know, that would be one of my little fantasies. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd cook a meal, but... You could skip it. It's it's generally the wrong thing Is it thing Kenny Rogers? I like think. Kenny Rogers. Didn't he do a song about, you know, he'd come back, he, he comes back from... Everyone's screaming at the, <laughs> whatever their device is. They know the answer to this. I think we, we're going to have to duck out in the in the interval. And look at that. Are we yeah. heading towards a commercial break? Uh, yeah, we are. But um, uh, I was going to ask, Daniel, because you're a little bit older than me and you're a family man and you've been married so long, do you have your couple's friends that you know, oh, actually, let's call up so-and-so because they would love to do this and you know that they'll cause as much trouble it's you and Jane. There's <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 nobody gets close. Oh, really? They will find it deeply embarrassing. Oh, no. Yeah, they're all quite sort of straight-laced, really. Ah. Um, yeah, but I, I modify my behaviour around what I think is acceptable. Okay. Um, apart from Jane, where I just do what the hell I like. Yeah. And she's learnt to get into it. You know, she's, um, she's all right. I mean... Jane gives as good as she gets, absolutely. And yeah. She's witty and quick, which is very important for the stuff that we do. Right. Oh, I thought there'd be like a group of you that get together and go, you know, causing trouble at the best restaurants or throwing, you're, you're, you're throwing thinking, pies at the theatre. You're thinking of that club, what was it called, the dangerous something club that used to go to restaurants, expensive restaurants. Um, which were maybe on the first one, they'd all abseil out the window and just run. You know. That's not you guys. What was it called? The Dangerous Sports Club or something. Uh, they were hilarious guys that just went all over the place, just yeah. running out, you know, leaving places in, in James Bond style. You know, they, they'd have ropes out the, the window and whatever. Yeah, that would be good. But no, that's not, that's not you and your friends. Right, in the interval, I'm going to look up this Kenny Rogers song. Okay. And we're going to discuss it. So for now... Dear listener, I hope when you could get a bronze one, a silver one, or even a gold one, but don't hold your breath. Well, um, Sarah, I did take the trouble to look up the Kenny Rogers song, Ruby, Don't Take Your Love to Town, and here are the relevant words. So he obviously went to fight in Korea. That started that old crazy Asian war, but I was proud to go 
and do my patriotic chore. And yes, it's true that I'm not the man I used to be. Kind of hinting there a little bit. Mm. My Ruby, I still need some company. <laughs> it's hard to love a man whose legs are bent and paralysed. And the wants and the needs of a woman your age, Ruby, I realise. Okay, so... um he doesn't actually mention that he hasn't been a dick or working one. But I think that's the implication of the, yeah. of the song. So, I mean, the point I think we were making is that, you know, heroics hmm. do, you know, if you come back with a purple heart or, or a, whatever the top American, you know, Victoria Cross or something, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't awarded posthumously. Do you know that word? That's when you're dead, they award it to you for gallantry, but it's a bit late. Well, you know. mm. You're not going to appreciate the value because you did. You did. Yeah. I thought I'd just add that because sometimes people are scared to ask what words mean yeah. and they can't even spell them to look them up. So, <laughs> I mean, there's, you know, there's, there's that actor Postlesweight, isn't there? Is it Ken? Ken Postlesweight? Yeah, isn't he an actor? Anyway, it's a bit like posthumously. Right. Or possums. <laughs> Who is that? Who is that? <laughs> you know, the point is Ken Ro Kenny Rogers is talking about, you know, the fact that, all right, you can be the hero, come back mangled, but, you know, what the French call the mutilé de guerre. Mm. Um, but you're not necessarily, you know, I mean, you might get sympathy. Yeah. But, you know, you can't do the business. No. I mean, so he knows she's off to satisfy her needs elsewhere. And all he's hoping for is a bit of company. That's it. That's sometimes a good arrangement. <laughs> I don't know who for, but... <laughs> so, um... So, yeah, I think we're saying that if you do you know, sort of dangerous... And Jane and I went white river rafting in on the Zambezi. Oh, what uh, year was that? Before we got married. Okay. And I was living in Zimbabwe for about oh, four months. Oh, nice. And at the end of it, we went on massive safaris. I actually shot an animal. Oh, but, nice. but we ate it, so... Okay. You're, that's okay, right? Yeah. But I mean, it was crack shot. It was right through the bit that was meant to go. Which bit's that? Um, just above the front legs, okay. to the left, is where the heart is. I, I got it. Yeah. Probably everyone's turned off now. I'm, I think I'm some bloody white hunter type, but that's not the case. No, he's got quite a Mediterranean tone to his skin, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can do it. There's a clay bar in London where you can go virtual clay shooting. Yeah, well, Okay. Just I'm, just, I'm talking about real danger here. I know, but if people look into it, they go, oh, We got charged right. by elephants, actually, um, at night, because they turn on the lights and the elephants got spooked and we got charged by these elephants. It was quite scary. <gasps> wow. If they trample you, it's not fun. No. So I'm just making the point that if you do things that are scary mm. together, it's a bonding moment. You know? It is. We'll always have, and then fill in the gap. Yeah. So adventures, yes. I mean, some people think adventures are going to sort of faraway places, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, places that, where there's a bit of a culture shock because they're so different mm. from what we're used to. And that's also true. If you if you go somewhere where all your normal terms of reference, your language, your understanding of the culture, mm. even reading a map can be difficult with all the roads written in some other language and so forth. Yeah. Um, you know, if you just remove all of those safety nets, yeah. you just have to experience how the two of you are, you know, like in the jungle. Mm. That's why I married Jane, because I'm Tarzan. And she's Jane of the jungle. <laughs> that's, that's cute. Um, yeah, you know, how would you survive? Yeah. yeah, so, you know, do you have that Tarzan in you guys yeah. that you can protect uh, your woman when she's feeling vulnerable mm. and imperiled in some far-flung place? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, well, I have some funny adventurous moments. There's one where you say, well, can you protect someone? As mentioned, I know a lot of gay guys. At college, me and a, I think there were three of my male friends were walking around Sidcup and then we got targeted. Why? Some locals in their car with eggs. Oh, God. Yes. And I thought, well, this is not a racial attack. This is a homophobic one. But even it could still. Could have been both. It could have been both. Maybe it was. They were on a... Maybe they were looking for, you know, Triple points. Yeah. <laughs> get the brown one and I'll get the other one. Did they actually say anything? No, they just started lobbing eggs at, at yeah, us. Yeah. So when it's necessary, I can run quite fast. Yeah, I'm sure. So I started... In the opposite direction, I'm assuming. Yeah, I started to leg it where my friend Mitchell grabbed the hood of my top oh, so he you. could to pull me back and use me as a shield. What? Yes. I was like, yeah, on the eggs. <laughs> the eggs. 
And then we ducked behind their head. And even though it was not a great situation, we were then able to laugh about the memory of it. Yeah. And then during lockdown, I was out with my friend and his dog. And I, I was allowed to lob the ball with the, you know, the thrower stick. Yeah. So I was throwing it. So I had quite a good throw on me. And accidentally, I threw the ball and it, it hit someone. And mm. we were on a, we were sat on a hill. And both of us, at the same time, reclined back, just hit the floor. To, to deny all knowledge. I mean, where did it hit in the ball? Oh, in the back. Yeah. So the dog's gone off running. We've denied any association with the dog. And we've just laid back thinking, oh, we're not going to get accused of this. And it's just like those, yeah. Did he look aggressive this chap? Was he bald with tattoos? No, no, it wasn't. No, it looked quite like a mu- musician hippie type. Oh, really? You should have just owned up. Yeah. Fessed up and taken, you know, just innocent, hold your hands up, sign of innocence. Yeah. Well, we did have to sit back up and because there really wasn't anywhere else to go. It's a big open See, I, I think adventurousness is like a state of mind. Mm. So I go to the fishmonger quite often because I like kippers. You know, I buy a couple of Manx kippers. Oh, that's the one I was trying to think of. And, um, and so I'm, whenever I go there, I think it's like a performance. You know, they expect it from me. Yeah. I don't just go in there and say, two Manx kippers, please, and go, like everyone else. No, you know. you've got sign language for it. And now I've started sign language. It's just a shame that on this show I can't do it. Oh. But I, I keep coming up with new ways. So, you know, tuna, yeah. I pretend to bang a, a tuning fork, you know, and hold it to my ear. Yeah. They get that, right? Yeah. And then bass is easy, because that's just a large bass. Mm-hmm. Mussels is flexing my biceps. Yep. Um, lobster and crab, you just sort of imitate them. Um, you do the sidewards walk. Yeah, the, the sidewards walk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mackerel, I just look like a you know a gumshoe detective. You know, put my collar up on my on my Mac. You yeah. know, that's fun. Mackerel is good yeah. enough. I like it. Um, what else have I done? Mm. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, you know, I'm I'm sort of adding clam. clam yeah, just shut my mouth tight. <laughs> I didn't clam up. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sort of pretty well able to order everything I, I need mm. um, without having to say anything, which they like, because whenever I say something, it's usually somebody feels upset or insulted. Yes. But you see, this, this spirit of adventure, which is what we're talking about, yeah. is, is an attitude of mind. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's not about bravery. An attitude of mind or an attitude of mind, did you say? Mind or mind? Mind, mind. Mind. I mean, it's about an approach to life. Yes, 100%. It's about, I'm going into a situation, Mm. how can I make it more interesting, not boring? Yes. More unknown, the outcome, you know, unpredictable. Which can be quite embarrassing for the party that you're with. Yes, whenever I go there with Jane, Mm. Simon, the fishmonger, always... It sympathises with her, you know, very publicly. Yeah. And that she has to live with me, you know, and all this. Mm. And, and she agrees, that's what's worse. Oh. She, she puts on the, yes, the long-suffering wifey oh. thing, you know, like, yeah, he's, a, he's just impossible. Oh. I'm the impossible one for my friends. It was only last week I was out, and <laughs> my friends from a long time ago, they call me Shah or Shaman. Shah. Like, you know, Pollock. Yeah. yeah. I, I do sounds like cut my ear and then cover my genitalia. There we go. But yeah, my friends are like, Shah, no, stop. Like, they try and stop me when I've got hold of the audience and they're listening to my, my nonsense. <coughs> and they're like, you can't say that. I'm like, we're having fun here. And then eventually they loosen up and they go, oh, okay, yeah, this what's, is the way she is. So what's the test? We've only got a couple of minutes left. Mm. what's the test that people should apply in deciding whether or not to do these things? What do you think the question they should ask themselves is? Are you going to die from it? Or there's a more traditional way of putting it, what's the worst that could happen? Exactly. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> you don't have to die from everything. No. I mean, if, if you're leaning over the fifth floor balcony, you know, uh, yeah, you know, that is the worst that could yeah. happen. But for a lot of things, like taking the mick out of the fishmonger, yeah. you know, they might ban you or something, but, you know, and then, then Jane would have to go. That's the only... There's a way you know, around that, it. There's a way around it, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I could go heavily made up. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. There is a way around. We can have a kiss and make up. There you go. I always reckoned that Simon was a bit, you know, interested. But I, I don't think he could wash enough over to get rid of that smell uh-huh. after having filleted fish all day. You know, do you just think, make sure you go when you've got you think, cold. Do you, do you think his wife is very forgiving or something? Oh, completely. Yeah. Well, she probably smells of fish anyway. I thought she worked in the butchers. <laughs> <laughs> What's worse, the smell of fish or the smell of blood? <coughs> <laughs> Don't answer that. That's actually a bit gross. But uh, yeah. So what's the worst that can happen? This is the question to ask yourself. Yeah. And, and err on the side of of recklessness. Mm. You know, do do something that just is a bit wild. Yeah. Because um, what's that, the? There's two things. You've either got FOMO, fear of missing out, or is it YOLO? You only live once. Which oh, mentality are you going to take? Didn't know about YOLO. Yeah. What about FOMO? Mm, YOLO, you only live once, so just be a yes man. And that's I, I generally say yes to a lot of things. If people ask me to do something, if I'm available, yes, I'll be there. Mm, because the only way you can beat an idea or a suggestion or a proposal mm. is what? Can you just say no? Is that okay? Yeah. No, it isn't okay just to say no. You have to have a better idea. Okay. So if I, if you said to me, Daniel, let's go and do this crazy thing, the only way I can counter that, this is my rule of life, but yeah. you, know, you can all make up your own minds and just be complete, you know, wash out wimps all mm. your life if you want. But my rule is, unless I can come up with a better plan or a better idea, I'm going to say yes. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But I mean, if someone asks you something, you just say no. You don't have to give them a reason why. Yeah, but it's just, that's what I'm saying. That's... That's kind of like a council of despair yeah. in life. Just yeah. saying no. And then what are you doing? That's my point. Yeah, if they've not got anything else, then just so, do it. I mean, you have to have a better idea. You know, would you come skydiving with me, Daniel? No, sorry, I'm going, you know, Marlin, deep, <laughs> do Marlin deep sea fishery off the Caribbean with Ernest Hemingway. You know, sorry. sorry. Uh, it's a bit like when we talk about excuses, you know, you always have to have a really great excuse, you know. I mean, something like a like, terrible sequence of events. Right. Not just no or sorry. Yeah. No. I want to hear all the gory detail. Mm. Well, Sarah, I think, um, I'm not sure we really made much progress with this subject. But I think people got the general idea, which is, you know, be a bit unpredictable. Yeah. Suggest things that are a little out of your comfort zone. Right. Better if you can do them as a couple. Yeah. Because, you know, that thrill of surviving and achievement yeah. will mean that she throws herself at yeah. you. Or if you're not in a couple, have that friend that is willing mm. to drop everything and go, So before yes. you go on any of these adventures, just check they've got a disabled loo, um, you know, as part of the package. Right. That's what I'm suggesting. Okay. And people will have to work that out for themselves and not be provided any further help. Okay, right then, everybody. Thank you for listening to Daniel and I. I hope you have an adventurous rest of your day. Daniel, do you want to go uh, off-road riding, driving? Well, I'm just about to sort of um, just take my helicopter for a spin. Sorry. Oh, even better. Room for one more? <laughs> <laughs> Bye for now. Don't forget, you can listen to this radio station on the Get Me Radio platform. Download the Get Me Radio app and listen on your Android or Apple mobile phone and a whole range of TV apps such as Roku, Fire, Android and Apple TV. You can also listen on Alexa and Google Home devices. Just search for Get Me Radio, download the apps and listen to this radio station on your favourite devices. Back to the conversation. So force fun. Sometimes you just need that little bit of a shove. Encouragement, not a shove. Let's be nice about it, isn't it? Mm. Do you know the word torpor? I don't, no. Torpor is when you're like, you're stuck. You know, you're sitting in your chair. Mm. Even though it's a nice day out there, you can't shake off the torpor. Yeah. Torpor's like a sort of fug that's just over your head and you need someone to just literally drag you out, you know, mm. because you can't break the spell yeah. yourself. Mm. And so for some people, life's like that, not just that afternoon because it's a nice day in the park or you want them to join in a game. Yeah. Well, I really have got that hoarse, sexy voice, haven't I? Mm-hmm. I'm looking for a stable companion, you know, with this hoarse voice. <laughs> That's uh, a good oh, one. Oh, no, I, I stopped the clock. Oh. Can you start it again? It's still going. Oh, it's still going. Um, yeah, so... I mean, what, what we're talking about is really just being prepared to be a bit more adventurous yeah. and not being adventurous. It's a bit sort of boring. I mean, yeah. and we're talking about relationships, aren't we? How yeah. this affects relationships. 
So if you had, and you should probably have found this out before you got into a long-term relationship, that if one of you is always suggesting something and the other one's always not interested, yeah, maybe you totally screwed up your choice of life, life partner. Mm. Or you have that sort of relationship where you go out with your mates and do one lot of things and she goes out with her girlfriends. Sorry, this is a very sort of normal buy. Yeah. Uh, hetero, I mean, relationship. Okay. I'm sorry for a minute. I could have so many other combinations, but I just don't have time. And that's the one you're most familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, she goes out with her girlfriends and does, you know, knit and bitch or whatever they do. <laughs> uh, and uh, and then you just get together for, you know, those. it's like a Venn diagram, really. Yeah, that works. No. You have the circle that's your life. Right. The circle that's the other person's life. Where they intersect oh, yeah. is the bit where you do things together. And what's that technically called? A Venn diagram. Venn diagram. And then there can be a third circle, which is, you know, other things. But, you know. So how close those two circles are mm. will in influence how much overlap there is. Right. I mean, some relationships work really well with, um, you know, the chaps go on the mountaineering, kayaking. Yeah. Um, deep sea, something or other, nonsense. Yeah. And the girls, but sometimes it works the other way. The girls are getting pretty adventurous. They're doing, you know, the dangerous things, throwing yeah. themselves out of aeroplanes. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, putting themselves in danger, hunting wild boar at night. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Well, that's at home, by the way, with a husband. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, but yeah, however it works, if yeah. one's. If there's not a good overlap, yeah. then I guess you could function that way. But I mean, in terms of putting a bit of kapow mm. into your core relationship, doing things together yeah. is, of course, um, you know, to be to be encouraged. And you know, it is good to be adventurous in life. Oh yeah, because you only discover yourself through experience. You know, what am I in this situation? What am I in that situation? Am I a leader? Mm. Am I submissive? Am I uh, a risk taker? Um, am I, you know, do I have stamina? Do I give up at the first obstacle? You know, do I hate getting wet and tired? Yeah. Am I good, and lonely, or do I need company? You know, yeah. you don't know these things deeply about yourself unless you put yourself through some of it mm. and experience. I mean, maybe you've already done it by the time you meet your life partner, so you don't need to to um, Try it all over again, but yeah. but nevertheless, there is a difference between doing things with your partner. Hmm. That, that's why they have tandem bicycles, isn't it? Oh, is it? Well, so that you can do things together, even though you okay. may have different physical abilities. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's kind of like an average, isn't it? There's you know one and the other one. One's normally the lead, and the the, the less powerful one's normally on the back, okay. chilling slightly. Yeah. You can't even tell if they've just got their feet up. I know, it's a bit of a... Mm. But, um, so yeah, they might join you on a cycling holiday, but get, either get a separate electric bike or, or just take the kind of cruising role on the tandem. Mm. But um, what, what do you think? I mean, let's talk about skiing. Okay. Do you think it's important that you both go skiing together and then with the kids eventually? That'd be nice. I mean, I've only ever been skiing once. I did want to go again. But then you think, well... You may not know, but I am a single person. So then you're thinking, well, which group of friends would be <clears> up for skiing? Or should I just book it and go on my own and have an adventure solo? Because then you, you meet people out there. Yeah, you're always stuck in a chairlift next to some random person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think of the chairlift. <laughs> you could sort of wait till you see an attractive chap getting on and just be the third person on the lift. <laughs> Or the third person in the relationship. And then there's, <laughs> then there's apres ski. Yes. Which is... Um, no skiing involved at all. No. no. <laughs> um, generally it involves lots of booze and cheesy food. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and other nocturnal activities. Mm. Although most people are quite tired after a good day skiing. Yes. So, you know, maybe not so much of that. Yeah. It's good to have things that you can do together and then things that you do separately... Or, yeah, things that you can share your experiences of and then they go, oh, actually, maybe one day I'll, I'll come with you to that. Sounds like you have a great time. I was speaking to my housemate and 
I don't see them very often, but I mentioned how I played pool the other day at work. I wasn't being paid to play pool, but there was a pool table there, and I haven't played pool since pre-lockdown. And I forgot how good I am. Uh, this is how we got onto the, dis the discussion of pool, because he's a mathematician, and I was like, oh, I'm actually quite rubbish at maths, but I'm quite good at angles. And I know I'm good at angles because I can play pool really well. And he's rubbish at angles. And he's like, so therefore, he says he's rubbish at pool. I was like, well, I'll teach you pool in the angles. And you won't have an easy time teaching me maths because I'm still trying to learn my times table. <laughs> but then we then veered on to other stuff. He mentioned axe throwing. I was like, oh. I've been wanting to try that. We can axe throwing. Axe throwing. Was well, that's the one when you embed the axe between the shoulder blades of somebody running away? Is it exactly? Well, look, I tell you what, Sarah, we're going to have to do that bronze, silver, gold thing now. Okay. When we hear from our commercial sponsors, you could be lucky, it could be gold. Yeah. Sorry if it's bronze and silver, neither one thing nor another. Not very adventurous. And then on the other side, we can come back and hear more about what happened with your mathematician. Okay, in a bit. Na 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 na